Hello, everybody. This is Jim Detmer, and I'm here with Diana Chapman, my partner and co-founder of the Conscious Leadership Group. Hi, Diana. Hey, Jim. <laughs> and we want to welcome everybody to a new adventure. We finished uh, going through all of the 15 commitments in our newsletter, and now we're going to start out on a new exploration. And each month, we're going to interview and have a conversation with a leader who's out there in the world of leadership, really practicing conscious leadership and living and leading through the 15 commitments of conscious leadership. So we're excited to do our pioneer voyage with that today and want to introduce you all to actually a great friend of ours and a co-creator of consciousness in the world and a really conscious leader, Eric Langshire. So welcome, Eric. Thank you, Jim and Diana. Happy to be here. <laughs> Yeah. So great to have you. So, Eric, when we explore this subject of conscious leadership, we're going to spend most of the call on consciousness and what it means to lead consciously. But you're here because you're a leader. Would you just take a couple of moments and give us a little bit about how you lead in the world, where you show up as a leader, both professionally and personally, just a little bit about your bio so people can get a sense of how you work this work in the world? Uh, yes, starting with my, uh, my, my bio and who I am, which is kind of a trick question in the world of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, David White, the, the Welsh poet, has a, a great expression. He says, who we are is really a, a, a sum of what we love. And so that would make me a, a father, a husband of 30 years, a, a business partner, a friend. Uh, a son to my my father. I'm a traditional bio uh, Canadian. Grew up in Montreal. Moved to the U.S. in '87, and have been here ever since. Spent the first half of my career in the airplane business with two companies, Bombardier Aerospace Services and uh, United Technologies, and then became an entrepreneur in 2000 and started my first company in healthcare technology and have been an entrepreneur ever since. Mm. Live in Chicago, have three kids, 18, 16, and 14, and some wonderful businesses and uh, you know, a tremendous set of business partners. Mm. And because we know you so well, Eric, tell us a little bit about kind of your journey into the exploration of consciousness in general, because you've had a fantastic uh, voyage in that direction. So just tell us a little bit about how you started to move into the world of consciousness. Sure. Well, it, it, my journey started with a whisper. In fact, that grew to a scream in time. It was both a calling that there was there was a better way of living i just I just knew to be true in 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 um, just just in some background sense and i I didn't know anything more than that i and, and I also experienced anxiety I started to realize that the the stomach ache that I had lived with you know almost my entire adult life was really a manifestation or a presentation of anxiety. And when I started to clue into that, the stomach ache just grew and grew and grew. In fact, the anxiety just grew. 
which which was actually a wonderful thing because it became fuel for for my journey, which was a you know really massive exploration of finding uh, finding a way of being in the world that would bring peace peace to my being, and and that's what I've been up to for the last decade. <laughs> so similar, I say all the time that. My path to this was to try to deal with the ache in the center of my chest. And mm. for me, I think it mm. was kind of a deep sadness and a deep longing for connection, connection with other people and connection with myself and connection with the one. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we have this, this uh, romanticized vision of how this work should go. <laughs> it's usually so messy and, and that's, if we could just relax into it, that becomes, you know, part of the the juice and part of the joy. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, ahead, I know that you're bringing conscious leadership into your current organization. Will you just describe what that organization um, does so that people know a little bit more about who these people are who are practicing conscious leadership? Sure. My partner, Andrew Swinand, and I started an, um, an entity called Abundant Venture Partners uh, just over four years ago. And we're a Chicago-based firm. We're not a traditional venture fund, so we don't have you know, external LPs in the traditional fund sense. And what we're up to is really working to create the world in which we want to live. And we think about that in terms of really improving the human condition. And we do it in three ways. So we work in, in three domains, in, uh, human wellness, human engagement, and human performance. We have uh, 21 companies in our portfolio. We, we really build companies. We, we do some third-party investing, but where our, our true passion is and really where we think our genius is is in building entities and building companies. So we like to start them and, and, um, and grow them uh, out of our shop here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And so you've been bringing the 15 commitments into Abundant, is that correct? Yes. And can you tell us a little bit about what you see has changed since you and those colleagues of yours have been practicing? Mm. Well, Diana, changing because we're still, <laughs> you know, we're still working at it. And it's been wonderful. It's been, I think we are, we are at the point with our, our core portfolio companies here where the language of CLG is really built into the language of the, the culture. And, and as a result of that, we've created a, a safe place for people to work. We've created a common, a common way of being, and and it's really remarkable. So, you know, one of our overarching you know, guiding principles here in, in vision is that we were trying to create a place where people can come to work and and live in their genius and contribute. And so we see CLG as, as really the core. Uh, the core ingredients for helping us manifest that. And so as a result, you know, we've done, we've done a whole lot of things. So we, we run, 
uh, forums, conscious leadership forums across the organizations, and and you know everybody are members of forums, and they continue to expand as we continue to grow. We we do regular trainings, especially for new hires, and and sort of reinforcement trainings on just what the what the core principles are of of CLG. We've built we've built you know artifacts and rituals you know in and around our physical space. We've got a, a CLG den and room with um, you know, with the, the the CLG principles on the wall, so, so there's there's a sort of a visual and and tangible kind of manifestation of of these ideas, and then I think really importantly, we've we've built uh, commitments one and two, so commitments to take 100 percent and then live in 100 percent responsibility, and a commitment to curiosity into everyone's performance expectations, literally built into their performance review. And we, we have a really interesting system that we, we do all this online with quarterly check-ins. So in fact, people are, are evaluated on their commitment to, and, and to these principles. And for us, it's a, um, you know, it's a, it's a very clear, expectation of what it is that we're, you know, up to and what it is that we're, we're seeking from our associates and colleagues. And so I That's hear amazing. you have this. Yeah, it's, it's, and one of the reasons why we wanted to highlight you as one of our first leaders is because we appreciate so much how, how deeply committed you are. Um, to bringing this in and really standing for this. And so when we hear about how this is part of the the way people are getting reviewed because of this expectation it really is a, a taking a stand for this as a cultural practice. And so those are all the things you're doing. And what do you notice is changing because of this doing? Mm. Well, this is the this is the beautiful thing about it. It everything is changing. And, and people come to our, our shop and everybody's welcome to, to visit. One immediately knows when you walk in, you know, so you kind of get the smell of a place. And Andrew and I laugh because we, we are just putting the conditions in motion for great things to manifest. And it's exactly what's happening. So who doesn't want to come and work in an environment where you get to to live in your genius, so you get to contribute, you get to play with people in a drama-free environment where you get to step into 100% responsibility, where you know, there, there's, we're free of the swirl of drama. Mm. And, you know, and, 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 and it's an amazing experience. One of the, and I see it all the time, we see it with people locating themselves above and below the line. And, and we've gone to the point now where it's, you know, it's understood that it's not wrong to be below the line, that people, people really appreciate the nuance of what that is and are able to help each other shift. You know, we see it, we see it with issue clearing, which is probably my favorite corporate tool. I shouldn't even say corporate because I use it a ton in my, uh, my life and in my, my marriage. The, the ability to speak candidly and in a safe way and and for people to really hear and listen to each other 
is is a gift that just reduces waste and swirl and and uh, lost productivity and lost energy and just gets everyone just helps everyone be focused on what it is that we're trying to co-create I mean, it's just remarkable mm. <laughs> and i'm curious eric as you and andrew have been um, you know, progressively now over a period of time, a couple of years, rolling this work out in your organization. Let's let's talk a little bit about the resistance that has shown up. And, you know, what's that been like? And how have you navigated resistance to bringing consciousness and conscious leadership to your organization? Because I, I think mm. anybody who listens to this is going to want to know, you know, the possible risks or costs associated with choosing to commit to living and leading consciously. Could you just riff on that a little bit? Sure. Well, we've, we've had to acknowledge and, and be open to resistance. And we, so when we started and Andrew and I made a hundred percent commitment that this is what we were going to do. We, we believed we, we, um, we held hands and we literally jumped. And we tried to do it in a way where people people would follow and, and, and join, and not everybody elected to. And that resulted in you know some um, some wrinkles and ripples through our whole organizational system, and tested our commitment in, in a really profound way. And in fact, so two things came out of it. One is we uh, we turned over some some leaders in our organization, and, and which was really uh, emotionally ch- and challenging and and hard to do business wise because of the you know the fear of losing people who you know who are not just uh, productive to the bottom line, but but the, the the fear and sadness associated with with you know friends going in a different direction. Uh, but you know, we uh, we concluded that if what we are really up to is is bringing this degree of consciousness to the workplace and creating this environment, then that was how our hundred uh, percent commitment and responsibility needed to show up. And then that led to us including including commitments one and two, is where we started in people's performance uh, evaluations. And you know we started with ourselves. And That's amazing. You know, the, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say I, I think it speaks to your and Andrew's willingness. Uh, you know, we say all the time that for this to really work, the leaders commit. And so I want to punctuate that. <laughs> Literally, you guys mm-hmm. held hands and said we're jumping, because I remember when those you know, difficult conversations were occurring and you allowed them to take place over months. It wasn't a sudden thing. It was over months. But when key significant leaders in the organization were, you were in conversation with them about what it looks like to align. So I just want to really punctuate the power of the senior leaders fully committing and standing for and in these principles, and then aligning the whole organization to the way they're being. So you didn't you didn't try to inflict this on people before you two were living and leading this way. And then you were really inviting people 
to come and join a party, basically. <laughs> and if people wanted to come and join, great. And if they didn't, you went through the meaningful, difficult, and heart-wrenching experience of saying goodbye to some people. I just want to mm-hmm. stress how powerful your commitment is for being mm-hmm. the anchoring of all this. Yes, and how courageous it is. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. And that actually leads, you know, uh, Eric's a bit of a ringer, friends, in this regard, because like many who will be listening to this, you're a leader in an organization, but you're also a leader in the entire movement of consciousness. In fact, it's kind of fun the way we met. I remember the first time I ever met you, Eric, and our introduction came through Nathan Kaylee Klemp. And Kaylee, many of you know, is our co-author, Diane and mine, in the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And her husband and partner, Nate, is Eric's partner in a fantastic adventure called Life Cross Training or Life XT. It's one of the entities that Eric is a leader of. And they have co-authored a book called Start Here, Master the Lifelong Habit of Well-Being. So when I say that Eric's a ringer, he uh, lives and leads in the rough and tumble world of commercial involvement. And he's a deep practitioner of consciousness, so much so that uh, he and Nate have offered, authored what we think is a fabulous book on the whole subject of well-being. And Eric, would you just talk a little bit about what the book is about and kind of what Life XT is about so people can find a pathway to you guys? Sure. Thank you. Well, the pathway is is through Amazon.com. <laughs> Looking up start here. And yes. Book is released on uh, May 3rd. So we're really excited about that. But the essence of the book is what we've done is we've, we've synthesized the world's body of philosophical wisdom. So, you know, I referenced my, my journey and my seeking, and I read everything I could get my hands on and that this, that the broader subject of a life well lived from the Eastern greats and the Romans and the Greeks and the modern European and, and American uh, existentialists. And, and, and after years of reading and, and, and oh, by the way, in every self-help book ever written. My, <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my wife would laugh at me. I couldn't go to Starbucks without buying an Oprah book. But with you know, when one does anything long enough, one one becomes adept at recognizing patterns. And and what occurred to me, what I realized was all of this wisdom really distilled into a core set of really powerful ideas. And that's when I I partnered up with Nate, who who had uh, at the time here's a a Stanford and Princeton Harvard trained philosopher who was teaching, living an academic. Uh, life who had taken a year off to live the practices of these great sages. And it was just this beautiful thing. So when I met Nate, like, wow, I was so inspired by this idea. Hey, let's write a book about these practices and this, this, this synthesized wisdom. And then what we did is we went to the science community and specifically the neuroscientists and positive psychology to, to uh, really validate what about these ideas actually work on our biology, neurobiologically and with, with positive psychology. How do they work? Why do they work? 
And then what's the most efficient way to practice? So at the heart of all this was, you know, was me trying to figure out just the most complete, efficient way to make my life better. Because I had read so much and I just, you know, I'd read this book and this book and next book and, and, and uh, was bouncing from idea to idea. Cause I, I am an Enneagram 7 after all. And, and was, was really looking for a complete program, a complete guide. And that's what we did. And, and we were you know, fortunate to be able to engage with the world's top researchers who helped us with this, the, the Richie Davidson, the John Cassiopas of the world, the Marty Seligman in, in positive psychology field, and on and on. And we, uh, we distilled the wisdom, we validated it with, with science, and then we translated it into practices. And so what it is now is the most complete guide to well-being that, that helps people not just efficiently go from A to B, but also measure their progress. And what we love about it, because we also teach the skills across the Abundant Family and, and in other you know, great companies, but what we love about it is, is how beautifully synergistic it is with CLG. Because we're the two, you know, the, the two things live together. It's around this idea of human performance driving business performance. And it's such a simple idea, but it, it's the whole game. And uh, life cross-training helps people prepare for the game of life and get centered and get just still and, and clear inside and, and helps the peace break out. And then CLG lets, you know, helps and, and brings people together and lets them play that game with gusto in a way that really differentiates and helps you know, businesses win. So for, our, for us, it's been an amazing experience to watch the two uh, complement each other and to see how, they, to see how you know, they, they, they leverage each other. And, and it's just this wonderful springboard experience. <laughs> I have a huge smile on my face, Eric, because uh, we are the uh, what we're up to. Uh, Eric and Nate and Diana and me and the rest of us who surround us, we really are up to supporting the expansion of conscious leadership in the world. And so, friends, uh, you know, run, don't walk to Amazon and buy your copy or copies of Start Here, Mastering the Lifelong Habit of Well-Being. We recommend it unconditionally. Eric, thank you so much for being our inaugural guest to explore this subject of conscious leadership in the real workaday world. Thank you for being a partner with us in this great adventure and just for being such a gosh darn fun playmate as well. Appreciate mm -hmm. you so much and thank you. Yes, thank <laughs> you so you much. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye, thank you. Mm -hmm.